She's back. That's right. You are listening to The Shaleen Show. This is Build Your Tribe Tuesday. Now be sure to listen to tomorrow's episode because what we're going to talk about is being an introvert or an extrovert, how you handle being around people, are you shy or outgoing, and to improve the way you feel in social situations. Two back-to-back episodes, Shaleen Johnson, what the heck? That's right, depending on when you're listening to this, it's the week of Thanksgiving here in the United States, and I am so thankful for you. I'm thankful for you because... You helped save The Shaleen Show. You helped me reach the best decision ever. And I've got so many things I want to share with you. And tomorrow is going to be an amazing episode. I'm going to let you in on all of the details of my decision and give you some great content to immediately improve the way you feel in social situations. So sit back, relax, and get ready to expand your brain. Welcome to Build Your Tribe with your host and the only girl cut from the freshman girls basketball team, Shaleen Johnson. Yeah, I'm 5'2", so that was a big shocker. I mean, not that you can't be 5'2 and be like completely sweet on the basketball court. I just had never played basketball, so what in the world was I doing going out for the freshman basketball team? I'll tell you what I was doing. I was uh, trying to get some exercise and I thought the coach was cute. But I showed up and it was like, one of these things is not like the other. I had like, I remember a Go-Go's concert t-shirt on, my hair in a ponytail with a scrunchie right up on top of my head. I had scrunch socks. Remember those big, thick, they almost look like leg warmers. And I had Reeboks with the straps. I was like, I'm going to make a fat. If I'm going to get cut, I'm going to make a fashion statement. Didn't go very well. And I thought I would share that with you because, you know, taught me a lesson. And I think that this episode has so many crazy cool lessons in it. I mean, my brain is still reeling after all of the things that came out of this interview with Michael Stelzner. Now, if you don't know Michael Stelzner, um, you're not alone. I didn't know who he was, even though I was a member of his tribe for years. I have been visiting on an almost daily basis, Social Media Examiner, their blog, to just have a place I could go and learn, you know, what's really going on in social media. It was like my crystal ball kind of thing. Like, It wasn't just one person's opinion. It was all these different experts and they were sharing really insider information and analysis and opinion about what was happening in social media. Well, then about a year or so ago, maybe even a little longer than that, I stumbled upon um, Michael's podcast, which I, I just recognized the art that it was the same thing as Social Media Examiner, although his his podcast, and I suggest that you um, subscribe to it, is Social Media Marketing and it's an incredible podcast. So I, I downloaded it. And, and again, the, the little cover art isn't a picture of anyone. It's just the little cartoon icon that I associate with the blog. And for the first time, I heard the voice behind this blog that I was visiting all the time, which made me curious. I'm like, who is this dude? And, you know, what is this all about? And I literally couldn't find much on him. Now, being in this space, you know, teaching entrepreneurs marketing and and how to reach their customers and how to build a tribe, all of the people who I look to for advice and I've learned from and who I associate with speak so highly of Michael. I mean, everyone speaks about how humble and nice he is and down to earth and um, a grounded individual. Now, there's some things that are going to, I have to tell you that first, because when you listen to this interview, you're going to, you're going to understand why I was so shocked uh, 
by some of his answers. He reveals some things in this interview that I had no idea were coming my way. And there are such incredible lessons. And my my head still is like going a million miles an hour after this interview. The reason why I wanted to have Michael on this podcast is because he's one of the few people I know who've built this tribe, this movement, without there being an individual who's the face of the movement. Like he's a thought leader, but it's because he's brought all these people together who really are a part of something. It's really something special. I think it's going to help you think to yourself, what out there is missing? Where do we need a collective group of people to come together and say, you know, what's what What do we think about this? And how can we come together and, and create a movement? This is such a fascinating interview. Let's get to it. Michael, are you there? Yes, ma'am. Awesome. So such an honor, seriously, an honor to have you on this show. Well, it's a pleasure. Thank you. I've, I've learned so much from you. So I'm just stoked to have you on Build Your Tribe. Um, I have 10,000 questions here. I hope I hope, I hope, you have the answers. I'll do my best. <laughs> well, um, one of the things that I'm so curious about, and which is why I wanted to have you on the show, is I think most people, when they think of tribe, and when they think of you know what I call lifers, they think of an individual, they think of a face, they think of a brand, and they know where they live and how they dress and what they stand for and their hobbies, and they know everything about them. But you have this incredibly strong tribe around what you've built that I didn't even know what you looked like until about uh, three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Now, I kind of like that. I'm fascinated by this. Did you, is that, is that intentional? I, even today before our call, I scoured your websites and I'm like, I, I can't find him and he's a good looking man. So well, uh, yeah, it is intentional. I, um, before social media examiner, I was, um, uh, well known in a different industry in the writing world. And I was, um, I wrote a book on white papers and white papers are like a article meets uh, brochure. And uh, it was all about me and my personal brand. And, you know, I had my fans and my groupies and I kind of liked it too much. Mm. <laughs> so I knew that um, when I started Social Media Examiner, I didn't want it to be about me. I wanted to be able to shine the spotlight on other people. And I wanted to create a brand that was not necessary that I publicly be you know, that, that Michael Stelzner could be behind it, but not necessarily in front of it. If you understand what I'm saying. I do. And the, the idea here was to create something that transcended me so that I could get a lot of people to get behind it. Because when it comes to a personal brand, there's only so far you can take a personal brand, but when it comes to a brand, that's actually a business brand, um, you can make something, you can make it into whatever you want. And I was really excited about the opportunity to build a brand from scratch that was completely decoupled from my personality. Very interesting. This is fascinating to me. And because I've sold businesses in the past, I have to ask, and you know, I, I understand if you don't feel comfortable answering this, but is there an intention behind that? Because at some point this needs to scale or you could see yourself selling the business and you can't sell Michael. Believe it or not, no. Hmm. I have no plans of selling the business ever. Um, I was just talking to somebody today that I realized this is kind of a once in a lifetime thing and I could probably never repeat it. Instead, it was really about creating a movement. 
Chilling. You know, it was about getting people behind behind something, not someone. And um, I knew, yes, the scale part of it would be essential. It's true. You can only scale a personal brand so far. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Michael Jordan. I don't care if you're the president of the United States. You can only scale a personal brand so much because there's things that people like and dislike about personalities. But you can brand, you can take a non-personal brand and scale it to infinity practically if it's built right and it's got a great culture. And what I was trying to do, simply said, was to create a movement that a lot of people could get behind. When I started Social Media Examiner back in October of 2009, this is when Twitter was maybe a year and a half to two years old. I, I could be off. Facebook had only been public, meaning for non-college students, maybe a year and a half or two years. It was at the early heydays of social media. And I knew that there was a hole in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And I knew that if I could create a brand that provided super high value, that people would get behind that brand, even if it had a silly looking cartoon character holding a magnifying glass. And I got a lot of flack in the early days. Who in the world would ever read anything with a cartoon character? And I felt like saying, well, do you have Michelin tires on your car? Mm. You know, um, I wanted to create something unforgettable. And long and short of it is a lot of people um, that were very, very intelligent people agreed to write for the brand because I was creating a movement. A lot of people got behind it and supported the content. It was a commercial free movement that just exploded. And I knew I just could never do that if it was all about Mike Stelzner because everybody would say, oh, all he's trying to do is grow his own personal brand. That is everything. The one thing that I'm going to take from this is how how much people want to be a part of something when they know it's kind of helping everyone and not just one person. Absolutely. That's brilliant. Take us back to 2009. Mm -hmm. What did you feel like, okay, th this is missing. What was missing that the blog- Back in 2009, everyone was talking about their opinions and nobody was actually providing knowledge. Mm -hmm. So said another way, Everybody was complaining every time Facebook came out with a privacy policy change or complaining about this or complaining about that. And that's what everyone was writing about. No one was writing about here's how to actually use social media to grow your business. Instead, they were saying, I am an expert, hire me and I will teach you that. Mm. And I decided, well, heck, let's just give it all away for free. <laughs> Nobody was doing it. So I saw a hole in the marketplace. I brought my my long form writing background and the thousands of writers that I trained up over the years and many marketers who had used white papers because they were really popular back in the day. And I kind of brought them together and I said, Hey, would you all be willing to, to help, you know, write some long form content? And if you've ever read social media examiner, you know, these are not short articles. Right. These are very long, very rich articles. So my mission from day one was to give away for free what everyone else was charging for. And what was your plan from the beginning and, and how did you figure out a way to monetize something that had never been done before? Well, we did 1.7 million in our first year and the monetization plan, crazy. Our, uh, the monetization plan was events. So I knew, I knew that, and they were online events. So I had been doing events since about 2006, online conferences where I combined webinar technology, where I had many, many different people come together and present no pitching in the back of the room, pure content on how to do stuff. And people would pay to come listen to these people because they wanted to learn about this stuff. So that's how we did it. In the beginning, we had three different online conferences that we would do um, on different topics like Facebook marketing or social media in general. And, and that's how we grew the business. We drew the audience to us through the free content. And then all we needed was a small percentage of them to decide to want to pay a couple hundred bucks to come mm -hmm. learn. 
um, in a more, you know, intimate setting, if you will. And when you wherever. say to come learn, you mean uh, to, to tune in? From the in. office chair. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Now, do yeah. you do live in-person events as well? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Social Media Marketing World is our big conference, and we had that uh, – in San Diego, uh, in spring of this year, we had 1,700 marketers from 40 countries around the world. Wow. Is that a once-a-year event? Yeah. Every year, uh, it, it's going to stay in San Diego as long as we can keep it here. Uh, next year, we expect 2,500 people. Wow. That's hard to do. I mean, it's real. Trust me, I put on events and I, I talk to people who put on events. It's, it's hard to get people to travel because they, um, just as you said, they want to stay home in their office and learn from their desktop. What is it that draws people um, to, to, to invest in a flight and a hotel and time away from their family? What is it that you think draws people um, to these live events? Well, first of all, because um, my podcast, I interview all the leading experts in the world. And I give, you know, my podcast listeners a taste of the knowledge and brilliance that's in their brain, including you a, a lot. And, and because many of those people write for social media examiner mm -hmm. because they want to be in front of our million readers a month, they, many of those people just cannot get enough. They, they need to keep up with the constantly changing world of social media. So to come to a conference where they can physically be surrounded by thousands of their peers that are struggling also to figure out this crazy jungle, you know, as yeah. we call it, um, for them is extremely appealing. And this is the, this is the largest and really only significant professional development conference in the social media marketing world. So uh, it helps that we have a crazy loyal following. Yeah. And, you know, um, we expect that by 2016, we'll have 4,000 people at our conference. Wow. That's amazing. You'll be in stadiums. <laughs> when, when you first started putting together this group of experts and the people who would be contributors, was there much, and tell me about what thought went into who you selected. Did you give thought to, okay, this person's got a really big following already, or this is someone who I just love what they're doing and I'm going to bring them on as an expert. We didn't care about following. We only cared about quality. It was about leveraging the network that I already had. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, I had a few people that um, I had built really strong relationships with. One of them being our mutual friend, Mari Smith, mm -hmm. and a number of other people that already had extreme domain expertise. Hmm. And I went to them and I said, would you be willing to write one article a month and be part of this movement? Stop whenever it's no longer valuable for you. And that's how it started. And did you call it a movement? Did you know it was a movement? Absolutely, yes. It was intentional, it was designed by that standard. And we waited till we had 10,000 people on our email subscription list, which is about three months into the venture before we even began to even consider selling anything. Wow. You know, here we are. It's 2014 while we're recording this. Do you think someone could do this again? Why not? I think they could. I mean, I, I, I put the entire game plan out there in my book launch and I'm surprised people haven't done it. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. Could they do it again in my category? Probably not. Mm. I think we've got way too much of a head start. But could they do it in a different category? Absolutely. Because here's the deal. When I started, if I could speak honestly and frankly to you, yes, it was a lot of garbage. It was a lot of crap. I mean, there were no really high quality blogs out there at all. Yes, there was Mashable. And yes, there was TechCrunch. But they were news sites. And they were, I'll call them ambulance chasers. They mm -hmm. were just, every time something happened, they would write a little 200 or 300 word blog post about mm -hmm. it. We were writing 1500 word blog posts that were detailed. And because of my background as a writer and my experience with editorial, you know, 
we were publishing to like Forbes quality from day one. We have seven editors that work on every article. So I just knew that if I could develop content that was so rich and so valuable that people would share. And I knew that was going to be the magic sauce. Could I create something that they love so much that it would make them look good to share it with somebody else? That's amazing. For me, this is, it's super fascinating because, and I'll, I'll just say honestly that the, the people that my husband and I coach, um, whether they are a, a business or a blog, we, we really teach them, you know, it's about you. It's, it's you, the face of the brand. It's people knowing, you know, what you're about so that they can fall in love with you first and then the blog second or then the product second. Um, but you went about this from a completely different approach. And it sounds to me as though there was some, almost you really have to um, stay true to your original intention and, and, and you are, are not the face of social media examiner. Well, I'm not. And um, here's the thing. Um, fame is, you know, for me, um, one of my weaknesses, you know, humility, I guess said another way is I have a real problem with humility. I'm not a very humble person. Let's say it that way. What do you mean? I'm, I'm really not. Okay. Um, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> I have a seriously is, big ego. Okay. It's, it's, I think it's that means too big. Fun. It's too big for the, con for the containing of this podcast. No, just, I've talked to 20 people who know you personally and, and no, everyone would says the opposite, but okay, we'll take I know, you but They that. don't know the real me. Okay. 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 So because I've been there and I've done that because mm -hmm. I've experienced the fame and I know that it's just not for me, mm -hmm. I decided to try something different and it really worked. And then I did come out from behind the curtain, so to speak, like the Wizard of Oz, you know, three years into this venture when I started my podcast, because ah. we're coming up on five years. So that was when I got to show the world who was the man behind the curtain. And um, my podcast gave me a great opportunity for people to begin to know who I am. Mm. And it turned out they really enjoyed hearing what I had to say. Well, I'm going to take you at your word and believe you when you say, I'm just going to take it at face value that <laughs> you, uh, as you, in your own words, are not a humble man. <clears throat> so knowing that, you know, you've said this and that you struggle with that. And in the last three years, you've become out front and and people are starting to know your voice and recognize your face. How has that how has that played into your own personal experience? Well, here's the good news. Um, I'm a Christian and I, you know, I just, I kind of know what my weaknesses are. So I put guards around me to protect mm. myself from mm -hmm. stumbling. So um, it is kind of weird when I go to a show and people recognize my voice, but they don't see my face. And they <laughs> don't know who I am. And they say, I hear Michael Stelzner. Where the heck is he? <laughs> it's really weird. You know? yeah. And sometimes when I'm privately hanging out with my best friends, I do have to guard myself and not brag. You know what I mean? Because I, what I've built is pretty crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, I've forgotten what the question was, but I think uh, you answered it. You, 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 you really are aware of your weaknesses yeah. and it sounds to me like you entered this with a different mindset than wherever it was you came before. Exactly. That's Did you right. have a past experience with a, your business or that jaded you or made you realize like, okay, uh, this is something no, I have to change. I, just, I had a lot of groupies. I don't know how else to say mm -hmm. it. And, mm -hmm. and, and you know, this, sometimes you can let when, when, the, when the world tells you you're awesome, you're incredible, sometimes you believe it and it's not true. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's really good for us to be introspective and look at ourselves and ask ourselves, okay, if we're truly honest with ourselves, we have plenty of room for improvement because you can become very complacent and very much believe what they're telling you and you can be out of business the next day mm -hmm. because you're not keeping your eyes on. I, 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 I heard someone else say this. It might've been on the Dave Ramsey show. You need to be paranoid. 
you need to be, when you're paranoid, <laughs> you know, um, about, about making sure that everything is good, that's actually the sign of a smart business person, because that mm-hmm. means you're constantly asking yourself, like, you know, I'm concerned, will I be in business a year from now? Am I doing enough to keep up with the competition? Am I far enough ahead that they're not going to be able to catch up to me? What are they doing that I'm not doing? What can I do to improve? Constant improvement can only come if you're really aware of, of where you are and where you're going. And it's very hard to do that when you are the star. Mm. And that's why so many people rise and fall. They, they, they become a star and then they're gone. And I cannot mm. tell you how many people in this space in the five years that I've been here that have completely disappeared off the radar. Yeah, It happens all the time. And we are essentially the same we are, same as we were the day we launched. The only difference is we're just a lot bigger. Yeah. You know, I will say that's true. And and this is a marketing show. I, I know a ton of, I've met a ton of marketers, internet marketers, and, and people have done some amazing things online. And the one thing I'm the most uncomfortable with is all the, like, resume boasting and chest pounding and 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 numbers and I thought you know when I first got into this I'm like okay so that's what I need to do and and I have a really hard time remembering numbers and so <laughs> I I would ask my husband like okay how much should we do in that launch and 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 how much because I it, it's never mattered but I thought initially I'm like oh that's 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 what you're supposed to lead with because in order to get on the radar of you know someone who's in our industry you're supposed to first hold up your resume you know what I love is I love the fact that that people like you and me can prove that that's not true. Right. I love the fact that, that you can be successful by being who you are. And that's what I love about the internet. And that's what I love about internet-based mm-hmm. businesses is because you can be who you really are, quirks and everything, mm-hmm. and you can be quite successful. I've always been a contrarian. I've always been the guy with the machete carving new paths. <laughs> when they say go left, I say, why can't I go right? I'll prove to you that I can. And you know what? Just because that's who I am. So be who you are is the moral of the story. If you try to be someone else, you'll never be successful. You know, know what your strengths and weaknesses are. Play to your strengths and, you know, get those who can help you to surround you in your areas of weakness. Wow. It's interesting you should say that. I um, spent some time this week with Lewis Howes. Yeah, a good friend of mine. I just talked to him yesterday. Oh, awesome. That doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, I spent hours with him and we've talked on the phone and we've worked out together and, you know, I've, I've met his girlfriend and that dude has interviewed everybody. He never once name drops or throws out numbers or titles. And I'm, I said to my husband, I'm like, that's one of the first times I've ever just chilled with somebody who's in the same space who wasn't trying to just one up everything, you know? Let's just be intellectually honest. We don't typically all start out this way. You know what I mean? I, when I started out, I was in the same boat as what, you know, I was just like everyone else. I thought that's how you're supposed to do it because everyone else does it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't need to be that way. And that's, what's exciting is that if anything, you know, you can just be who you are and um, what's great is people will love you even more because you're authentic. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't, I just am more comfortable around people who don't have to overcompensate. You're important because you're important. You know what I mean? Because yeah. God made you important. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And it's nice to see um, people like yourself who are proving that to be true. Thank you. You know, I, I also think it's interesting. And I wanted to ask you about this secondary blog that you've recently started. And and what's the plan there? What's the purpose? And tell us a little bit about your, your children's blog. The secondary blog is called MyKidsAdventures.com. Mm-hmm. And... To be honest with you, I just shut it down two weeks ago. What? Yep. I had no idea. Yeah, well, nobody does until this now. This is awesome. Breaking we're, news. We're breaking news right here. Um, yeah, you know, I 
spent, uh, here's the thing. I made okay. a, I made a huge mistake and this is a very important lesson for everyone listening right now. I have my pencil sharpened. I pursued my passion in without figuring out the business model first. Mm. I never did that with any of my other businesses. I've been doing this for 18 years and I've always figured out the business model before I dove in. But I assumed because of all the success that I have achieved at social media examiner, all the millions of people, you know, that I would just automatically be able to go over into the parenting space where I'm a nobody and all of a sudden build the same thing that I built very quickly. I hired two full-time employees, two almost full-time contractors, and three other people on the social media examiner team were all working on this at a, at a five digits per month, multi-five digit per month expense. Wow. And I committed to not doing any monetization for the first year because I really wanted to build the tribe. And I did have a certain level of success. We had half a million people visit that site. But the bottom line is my flaw was I didn't have the business model. And I want to make this very clear that passion without a business model is never going to work, or if it does, you're lucky. Mm. I had all the passion in the world, but I didn't have the business model. I falsely thought I would be able to monetize by display advertising. They knew nothing about display advertising because we don't do that over at Social Media Examiner. Mm -hmm. And then I realized too late that I was only gonna make 250 to $500 a month with display advertising after investing Literally hundreds of thousands of dollars into the business. So that's what I wanted to ask you. We, you haven't been doing this long enough, it would seem, to it's have- been, our... It's been a year. Okay. Yeah, 13, 13 months. Okay. So did you give yourself, okay, at the end of 12 months, I'm going to reevaluate this? Absolutely. But I, but I but honestly was operating on autopilot because I'm running this business over here called Social Media Examiner, you know? Yeah. And I wasn't paying attention. And had I done the homework right, if I did it right, I would have actually- researched much more about what kind of money is to be made on, on the display advertising frontier mm -hmm. would have talked to people in the industry before I started it all. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, this is a failure, but this failure has empowered me now yeah. to be even better than I ever was before. So successful entrepreneurs fail over and over and over on their way to success. And this is my biggest ever, but, um, I know it's going to, I'm going to keep the setup as a monument. It's called mykidsadventures.com. It's great. There's great content out there, but the business failed. Mm. And it's just a very important lesson to not just go on passion alone. You know, people often hear them say, especially speakers stand on the stage and say, never let anyone talk you out of your dream. And I always say, try to find someone who will try, especially if you're really passionate about it and you're being so stubborn that you have blinders on and you're not seeing all those red flags and you haven't asked enough, enough questions and you haven't done the research. I, I hope that you have someone in your life who will question your dream before you go headstrong into something like let somebody question you and i think that we we get caught up in this like you know i've got this dream and i'm just going to do it and and we forget sometimes how important the planning and the business plans are fail often fail fast and know that you're, it's your failures that are paving the road to your success. I have so many of those. I have so many pavers. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That's There is no such thing as an overnight success. Yeah. Every successful person has been failing for a very long time before they got to where they are. And I'm sure the same is true of you. Oh my gosh. Not even funny. Um, can I ask you a personal question? Of course. Oh. I may not answer it. That's right. That's all right. <laughs> When you decided to take on the secondary business and um, the investment and the investment of time um, and, and, and knowing how devoted you are, and, and as you said, you're paranoid that something isn't going to go right. So I know you, you went into this fully expecting it to succeed and you're married. Mm -hmm. Did your wife say, why are we doing this? 
No, she never did. Mm. She never did. Um, and you know, not even any of my staff said that, but after I had the very, um, felt like I'm going to throw up meeting with everyone and told mm. them, Hey, first of all, I'm not firing at anybody. I'm keeping everyone. Wow. But, um, you know, we're going to reposition you inside of social media examiner. And, you know, some of you that are contractors might be a little cutback, you know, but we're not going to let you go. Um, a lot of them privately told me, you know what? I saw the writing on a wall. Mm. Um, and I begged them to tell me next time. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's, what I love about my wife is she doesn't really care anything about what my business is. I love it because she keeps me humble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she's a busy stay-at-home mom, and, and that is her career. Yeah. And and I love her for that. And um, she does keep me humble. And, you know, she supports the decisions that I make. But at the same time, it didn't really impact our family. Mm-hmm. Okay, goodness, good. Because my success is, you know what I mean, um, with my other business is pretty decent. So, um, but yeah, it was, you know, I got, I got new things in the idea shed. They're going to come out now because I shut that down. Now that's a fair statement. I have to ask, you said it didn't affect my family um, because, you know, basically to paraphrase, we're doing well because of this other business, but did it affect your ability to be present? I have a problem being present every day Mm. and it's the fact and it's the reality. I suck at it. I'm a horrible Mm -hmm. dad. I I wish I could be better. It's the truth. I don't Um, believe so. But you know what? I know I can be a better dad. And I, 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 um, if anything, it's, 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 it's woken me up to see that I need to invest in my family Mm. more than I do my business ventures. Mm -hmm. And I started the business venture with the hope of investing in my family, but I realized along the way that I needed to invest in my family. So I'm kind of glad because now I'm more present. I hope to be more present for my children. It's beautiful. And what a public statement of accountability. (laughs) Hold me to it, people. Yeah. 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 What is, what would you say, because so many of our listeners are, um, you know, they're spending a lot of time in social media without understanding the importance of building an email list. Can you tell us, Michael, how has your email list affected your business, the promotion of your, of your events? It's huge. We have 275,000 people that get an email every day from us in their inbox. Oh my gosh. And, um, It'll probably be 330 by the end of this year. Wow. And I, I, the reason why email is so important is because it's the one channel that you can call your own. You know what I mean? With Facebook, you could grow a huge community as we do have, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands, but but Facebook regulates what percentage of those people are going to see those posts, you know, and I can't download that list. I don't know who they are. Same thing with all the other social networks. While social media is critical, you should use social media to drive traffic to your site. And the hope is that when people come to your site, they'll want more. And that's where you provide some sort of opportunity for them to get more by getting on your newsletter list. And what has been the most effective means for you to drive people to your website and join your newsletter or to to join a premium? Yeah, we publish two original articles every day. Mm -hmm. So that stuff brings an enormous amount of traffic every day. And um, on the sidebar and a pop-up at the bottom of the page, we offer free access to our social media marketing industry report, which is a 50-page report that we give away for free. That's how they get in there. And we add about 1,000 subscribers a day. Wow. And then, you know, we get unsubscribes every day too because, sure. you know, when you have hundreds of thousands of people you send every day, you're going to – so we net out about, I don't know, uh, if we get 1,000, we probably net out about 700 a day because mm-hmm. you know how it works whenever you yeah. get – send out an email, you're going to have some people unsubscribe. Absolutely. 
So, um, you know, typically the people that have been on the list for years that are unsubscribing and the new ones are staying, but yeah, that's what we do is we use the content to draw them in. We use, and then we give them the opportunity, a very small percentage takes the opportunity. And so the, would you say that your number one or most effective, most successful opt-in or lead magnet, if you will, is your 50 page report? Yes. Okay. And it's a very sophisticated, like Gartner style report where we survey thousands of people and there's bazillions of charts and stuff. Love that. But yeah, it works for us because we are kind of like, you know, we get every day people write articles and reference that report, mm -hmm. like, you know, from the Wall Street Journal to every other blog in the world, because, you know, it's like so many people are reading that thing and they're referencing it and stuff. So, you know, we've, we've started doing, we've been doing an annual industry report since even before Social Media Examiner. And that's been kind of one of our marketing, you know, things that we do. We don't just use the report as a giveaway. We also use it as a, um, a thought leadership piece. Yeah. Credibility for sure. Absolutely. You said something that I want to go back to. You said we are sending out X number of emails per day. Every day, one. Every day. And is that going to explain to our listeners, is that going to a segmented list, your entire list? No. Okay. So we, we have actually, I guess if you count all of our lists, we probably have 300 to 400,000 people, but we only have people that opt into the newsletter, get the newsletter. That's it. So if like we ever do a webinar, we don't combine those lists at all. I see. So- you know, when people opt into something, they opt into it and, 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 and they're getting the free thing. And we tell them that we send them an email the next immediately that says, here's, what, here's your gift. And here's what you can expect. You're on our daily list. You're going to get free original content every day. And if you want to move to our weekly list, you can do that. Michael, would you consider yourself the um, protector of this tribe? Are you, are you the gatekeeper? In other words, are you the person who's going to decide who um, you will expose to your tribe to the people who are followers and fans of social media examiner? I would say yes. I mean, I make mm -hmm. the decisions on who gets on my show and who speaks at our events. Um, but I like to say, instead of the gatekeeper, I'd like to say I'm the leader. I'm the, okay. guy, holding the, I'm the guy holding the torch and I'm, yeah. I'm pointing the, to I'm the guide. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our slogan is your guide to the social media jungle. And that's really me. So I'm, when we're walking through the jungle at night, I'm holding the torch to the left and I'm saying, look over here, here's the Facebook expert. Look over here. Here's the Instagram expert. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we have a very, I can tell you if you want, but yeah. we have a very sophisticated system that we use to gauge mm -hmm. if someone is indeed an expert. Mm -hmm. You want to know what it is? Sure. Four steps. Number okay. one is, are they excellent communicators? Um, ideally, you know, they're excellent verbal communicators because we're vetting them to possibly be on my show or to mm -hmm. be speaking um, or writing, right? So they need to be excellent communicators first and foremost. Secondly, do they have deep, deep domain knowledge? Can we, can we ascertain that they know a heck of a lot about something we care about? For example, Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, then the third thing is, have they written a book? Mm. If they've written a book, it means they've organized their knowledge and having written two, I know how challenging it is. And that usually means they can teach. And then the last thing is, are they known to our audience? Mm -hmm. Notice the order is last, are they known to our audience? Yeah. First, are they great communicators? Second, do they have deep domain? Third, have they written a book? We require three out of four for anything, ideally four out of four. So we don't get anybody on my show and we don't get anybody speaking at our events if, if they don't have at least three out of four. And in 90% of the time, it's four out of four. Um, and I know you're honest, obviously, you're very forthcoming. Have you missed the mark on this before? Absolutely. And <laughs> it's very easy to miss the mark when you have hundreds of people speaking, you know what mm -hmm, I mean? Mm -hmm. But we have a system that, you know, um, is 90% to 95% accurate. Mm. And when we miss the mark is usually because they're not living up to the typical things they've done in the past or they've shifted and we don't know it. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. 
And that's kind of hard to predict. What would you say to a listener who's um, building their business online right now and uh, maybe they're the face of the brand or, or maybe they're doing something where they're trying to start a movement? What's one piece of advice you would give to them to help people feel as though they are a part of something? Ask your audience what their biggest challenge in the world is in an open-ended question. Um, just say, what is the one question you want answered about blank? And you can do this with SurveyMonkey. Whatever your thing is, you know, what's your one question you want to answer, most answered about fitness or smoothies, <laughs> no, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And get all that and listen to those mm -hmm. questions and use that intelligence to provide exactly what it is that they want in your content. That's the way you build the tribe, by asking what people want and giving it to them for free. And giving it to them for free. And make sure your best stuff is always free and always available because then people will say, how much more will I get if I pay to come to the live ah. or if I do that? Well, speaking of that, let's talk about the next event that you have upcoming. Yes. Social Media Success Summit is coming up in October and it is our online conference where we have more than 3,000 marketers from all over the world um, come to learn about everything related to social media. Um, we have about... Uh, 40 different sessions spread over an entire month. And, I love uh, that. I love that it's spread out over a month. Like I already just took a deep breath and exhale like, ah. Yeah, and, and you can watch live or you can get the recordings the same day. You can download the audios and listen to them while you drive or study the transcripts. Social Media Success Summit. You can Google it or you can go to smss14.com. And uh, what's the price of that? Um, well, the price, the retail price is six ninety seven, mm -hmm. and depending on when people are listening to this, um, it, it may be less. Amazing, that's really fantastic. What a great deal! That's you know, if you can't afford to come to our events, and I know it's not for everyone, then just read our stuff. It's totally free. Well, Michael, you have made a huge difference in um, my understanding and just how, how many students I've been able to help by sharing all of the resources that you share daily, and so it has been a true honor to have you on the show. It's been so fun. Well, you are spectacular and I am so excited for you and where your podcast is going. And Thank it's just you. been my absolute pleasure to be your guest. And I will put all of the uh, links in our show notes so that people know where they can find you and find your blog and your podcast. And, and we'll even link up to the, the show that you um, disassembled and uh, your, your blog for children's adventures. And so many great resources have come out of this interview. So be sure to check the show notes. Michael, until we see each other again, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Whoa, how crazy was that interview? I'm My brain is still reeling. So if you didn't have a chance to take some notes, don't worry, I've done that for you. You can always find a transcript of this interview as well as all of the show notes. I give you chronological order, like where we're talking about different things in the interview. If you just want to fast forward to a certain part or play something for a friend of yours. I hope this really got your wheels turning, thinking about like, what kind of a movement can we put together? What's, what's missing? Where do I, I mean, my wheels are turning right now. That was an incredibly honest interview. And I think, I think Michael was a little harder on himself than, I mean, everyone I know him in the industry says he's the nicest guy. He's the best dad and he's so humble. And isn't it interesting that he said those are the things he wanted to work on. I was humbled to have him a part of this podcast. Please do me the favor of subscribing to his podcast. Uh, he's, he's done such amazing things for our industry and just being um, a place where we can all go 
and find out what's happening in social media. Such great information on his podcast and as well as his blog. Please check out my blog if you'd like to see any of the links, the show transcript, and everything else that we talked about in this particular episode you can find by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash podcast. My dear, dear lifer, until we speak again, I just want you to know you are the bomb.com. Love ya. Mean it. P.S. Have you subscribed yet? Come on. What are you waiting for? You don't want to miss one of these juicy episodes. There's so much that we can talk about, but it only happens. I mean, you're going to miss some incredible information unless you go back and you make sure you have subscribed. All right. That's it. I swear. I'm out. Bye.